0: hello everybody welcome to sdn after live i am jay wade and holy shit fuck batman If we got one today <laughs> that's right guys now on episode number 32 of this sdn live after show and got a couple special guests on here tonight you guys definitely know who they are if you listen to sdn live and if you don't listen to sdn live thank you ex- especially for listening to this show since it is an after show for that uh but here tonight uh Uh, Hotel Nerd himself from the Hotel Nerd podcast is here. How you doing,
1: bud? Doing all right. Uh, don't mind me if I overlap because, uh, we got bad weather in my neighborhood right now. Wonderful cutoff low from the Carolinas decided to greet us today and be playing havoc with us.
0: Well, we're glad you're here, man. Welcome to the show. It's been a while that we've been trying to make this happen. Glad we could finally make it happen. Uh, also joining us, he was—he helped me out a couple weeks ago, John, from uh, for, also from Hotel Nerd Podcast and also from Movie Lovers Unite. How you doing, John? Welcome back. I'm
2: doing good, man. It's good to be back. Thank you for having me again.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. Um, well, I mean, let's get right into this because actually I'm sitting here in front of a fan and it's quite warm where I'm at right now. And uh, something that just right off the bat, Monday morning, uh, something that blew my mind. Okay. They're sitting there and Brett's saying he wants to turn down the AC, make it a little cooler, right? Um, Christian made a comment that it's on 70. He's like, it's on. It's on 70. And I'm thinking, dude, you live in California. You're running AC and it's on 70. It should be like on 66. It's a very highest, man. Just, I, I <laughs> my jaw dropped in amazement.
2: I agree. I mean, I thought that for sure that it would be at least 65, you know? I'm sorry, can you repeat that? It's okay. I thought that it would be at least on 65. Right, right, right. Yeah, I can go with
0: 65. I've got a little thing with numbers, though, Uh, and uh, uh, Chris is sorting out an issue real quick. He'll be back. Um, But uh, yeah, I've got a thing with numbers. I don't like odd numbers. I can hang with three or I can hang with the uh, the number 13 without any issues. 11 is okay at times, but as long as it's even numbers and multiples of, uh, of 10, so fives would be okay. So, yeah, 65 would be all right. But, but I yeah. mean, me personally, I'd have it down on 60. Like the AC window unit I got in my bedroom, that shit's on 60 all the time, dude.
2: Right, and you see, I I'm always comfortable with 65 inside a hotel room. That's what I basically wind up sleeping with is 65 degrees.
1: Out of hell is 65, let's do 62. That's where mine is out at.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, Believe freezer. me, I have... Let's I have, have a freezer. Let's have ice in the fish <laughs> tanks.
0: <laughs> I used to, uh, I, speaking of freezers, man, I used to work at Walmart, third shift stalker, and uh, I worked in the frozen department and i would go in that walk-in freezer and well it's a pretty big damn freezer it's more than a walk-in you could fucking drive in that thing but uh i would go in there bundled up and work for an hour and a half 2 hours straight it was great dude it felt so damn good but yeah i have, many times i have hit that button trying to make my ac unit go lower than 60 but it just won't do it
1: yeah if i if i could go into the 50s i would <laughs> yeah, I like I like a cold room.
2: Well, get this. I, I remember one time a buddy of mine, we were going into a hotel and the woman goes, Well, we have some bad news for you. We don't have a heater. And it's like in the middle of the summertime. I'm like, Wait, why would we need a heater? It's the summertime. It only <laughs> stays in it only gets cold on sixty. And it's only staying on sixty. We'll give you it for a half price. We're like, okay, sixty degrees is fine with us. And about <laughs> The buddy and I are like, there's not a damn thing wrong with this thing.
0: <laughs> that's great. Um, I went. Uh, th- that's funny. Hotel rooms. Uh, not trying to one up you or anything. This is actually the worst hotel. Well, e- okay, yeah. This is the, probably the worst. I've got another one, but that it's, it's pretty bad. But um, dude, me and some friends, me and three friends, went up to Detroit to see Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young in tw- uh, two thousand. And we it was the first show of their of their tour, and it was the first time they'd all been on stage together in 20 years. And it was just, we were looking so forward to it. The first night, we stayed in Windsor, uh, Canada, across the border, because we weren't quite 21, and we could drink up there, and we just partied hard, you know. Then we came back, and we stayed in this really, really shitty, cheap motel outside Detroit and i shit you not there was blood splatter on the wall not like in a a huge amount not like you know but there was blood splatter on the walls and up on the ceiling and uh i called up to the front desk and you know explained to them what the fuck was going on they come down there and have someone look at it one he tries to tell us it's ketchup and we're like no dude that is not <laughs> fucking ketchup and then uh and then they ended up giving us the room half off which came to like 15 bucks for the night, so we were like, okay, cool. We slept there anyway, so yeah, I slept in, I don't, dude, somebody was probably killed in that fucking bed I slept in, because it was, the blood splatter was behind that bed and above me on the ceiling.
2: <laughs> My question was this, are you sure you weren't staying at the Bates Motel and you weren't, in uh, Norman Bates wasn't the concierge for that hotel? <laughs>
0: It (laughs) it might have been. I don't know, man. (laughs) We took a lot of weed with us on that trip, dude.
2: (laughs) That'll make you forget about everything.
0: (laughs) Well, I do remember we played strip blackjack in the hotel room up in Windsor the the first night. I remember that. Yeah. Anyway, good old (laughs) days, man. Good old days. Uh, But actually, speaking of stripping, um, I, I had to make a note of this, dude. The Manscaped ads are getting extremely detailed and far more detailed each and every time. Um, I can't help but laugh, man. Uh, Hotel nerd, man. What do you, what do you think about whenever you realize that the the ad that Christian has begun to read is in fact the Manscaped ad?
1: Honestly, don't pay any attention to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're missing out, bro. <laughs> I mean, I
3: I know that
1: I know what he's doing, and it's just it's just not a product that I ever plan on using. So I just tune it out, just like any commercial on TV. Uh, if it's not piquing my interest, then I just tune it out.
0: Oh man, next time,
1: and pay attention though. Just at least once, man.
0: It's real. It's getting kind of detailed and. No, I just uh, a full disclosure, man. I just ordered mine last night, actually, and used the SEN20 uh, promo code. So there you go, there you go.
2: But my question is this: I mean, I haven't been able to listen to SEN live like I want to. But what's the detail actually? Because I'm always paying attention to the ads whenever they actually plug it in. But just give me a small example, not like the whole entire thing. Like, how detail are we talking? Just
0: stuff like I mean, well, not
2: not maybe not
0: graphic visual detail, but like a lot of the use of the word balls and hair and uh pleasing, you know, it, it's not only for you, it's for the ladies and uh powdering your balls, deodorant on your balls, 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 balls. Um It's, it's more that kind of stuff, I guess, maybe not detailed wow. in the, in the visual sense. Because, well, I guess detailed, if I go by what I was, probably putting out there, you know, be like, you know, don't use that old shaver that you used to use trying to hold your nut sack with no wrinkles and okay. shaving across there and you cut it open and just that kind of stuff. That would be terrible, okay. which I mean. Oh, wow. I've cut my balls before shaving, dude. That shit fucking hurts, man. It hurts really fucking bad, really bad. It hurts worse than cutting your fucking shaft, man.
2: I, I well get this, though, OK? Like back to what you were saying first, and then after that I'll go with the ball shaving thing. <laughs> when you're saying that ad, every it sounds like something that's improv that Christian would actually use. If you think about it. Because he always does, Well, I'm gonna go balls deep in this manscaping thing. Yeah. <laughs> and so you know what I'm saying? It's just like something that Christian would actually say. So, you know, you're thinking that it's improvisation, but instead and it's actually the full ad, and that makes it even more fun – a lot more funnier, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'll admit, I caught myself shaving down there as well, <laughs> and it does hurt worse than a paper cut does, to be mm. honest with you. And uh, yeah. and I'm like, okay, I need something else, and I don't want to – and I'm sounding like Brett, though. I don't want it to have, like, a jungle down there, yeah. but I do want – it to be nice. I want, and a matter of fact, I don't want to actually feel like I'm actually doing a bonsai tree or anything. You know what I'm saying? I want to actually shave it, shave it, not like right. Mr. Miyagi style, having a bons trimming it like a bonsai tree just to get to where you need. So, yeah, probably- it's not
0: a sculpting contest, no.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely do need that manscaping. Oh, yeah. I see the a matter of fact, I actually hit the like button for manscaping on Facebook. And you should actually see the ads that they have on that too, oh my gosh, because they even have a woman chris, advertising well, it now, oh, oh,
0: that's even better <laughs> oh, yeah, that's even better um chris if you were if you were to make up your own manscaped ad, uh what would the hotel nerd podcast put out there as a manscaped ad
1: uh honestly, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not exactly something that's up my alley, to be honest. Mm. I think I got one though. Have yeah. you ha, have you ever have you ever cut your ha, have, have you ever cut
0: yourself down there, dude? It hurts.
1: <laughs> no, and uh, the displeasure of doing such a weird. thing. So lucky,
0: so lucky. <laughs> so he's a professional uh, manscaper. Well, <laughs> well the, the fucked up thing is, uh, and not trying to get too graphic here but the fucked up thing is that in the reality of manscaping which the ladies do like um so so it's not only do trust me i'll i was about to say it's not only for us men also it is it is only for the ladies because i feel confident in saying that if chicks weren't about it or if if at least that wasn't the mainstream perception then I would assume that pretty much all men would just be like, hey, fuck it. I don't care. Let the jungle go. But, but, That's but me. it's fucked up because the easiest way to, to uh, not the balls. Well, yes, it does help with the balls too because, especially at my age, dude, they sag a little bit and really wrinkly. But my point is that the best way to manscape, uh, properly as far as make it look good and not injure yourself, especially your penis, is to do so erect. Um, and so that's kind of fucked up when you've got your laptop <laughs> in the bathroom with you sitting on the t- back of the toilet and you got some porn hub video rocking while you're trying to shave your pubes and shit. It's, it's a lot to focus on, guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I can just see it now though. If my ad would do it, I was like, Hey, do you want to shave your balls? Do you want the right type of pristine condition for your balls? Do you want to watch porn while shaving your balls while fully erect? <laughs> I fully recommend going balls deep into the jungle of your dick. So that way you can go ahead (laughs) and use manscaping 3.0 man. 3.0. It comes with a little light that actually lets your light shine on and everything. As you're going through all the hazardous areas of your body that you've never seen before without nipping your balls. (laughs) Oh my gosh.
0: (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Holy shit. Oh my gosh. Um, I I don't even know what to say after that. Uh, I feel kind of lost. Guys, that's the show, everybody. Uh, no, that's funny. I love that. See, uh, I might have to clip that out and put that out there, uh, uh, our own little Manscaped ad here. Um, but but we'll use this as segue right in because, uh, it, like I said, at least the perception, mainstream perception, is that the ladies like the, uh, trimmed areas and whatnot down there. Uh, Ben Goddard, uh, got a text or a message of some sort or, uh, maybe it was a, a comment, but saying that he blew it twice with two different girls who liked him or he had a shot with on the show. Obviously one being Bonnie. The other I would assume would, would be Sabrina. There was a lot of nice little flirtatiousness going on there. If that's not a word, it is not now. Um, and and my only question is like well no, I've got two questions. My first question would be, dude, what's up, Goddard? Like Bonnie is 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 she's great. Sabrina is a very smart, funny, attractive young lady. What is the deal, dude? So I mean, I don't know. What do you, I've asked a few people this. Do you guys think that all of this has been a bit like like was Bonnie and Ben a bit it was Sabrina and Ben a bit or did he really have a shot with both of these ladies and for whatever reason he didn't he didn't uh follow through on it what do you guys think uh Chris man you got to you got to give us some insight on this man you uh you listen hard to that show you know what's going on
1: i would say he missed both opportunities and he missed them hard especially the 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 really good one was when he said about wanting to go to the aquarium because he liked fish. <laughs> like, and they were supposed... I don't know if they ever followed through on actually going to the aquarium or not. As far as I know, they did not. Maybe I'm wrong, but... Uh, and if I am, I stand corrected. But as far as I know, they didn't even do that. Then again, I think also maybe the virus had something to do with them not doing that. So... Well, the, the virus is a good point. However, uh, one of
0: Dorina's dance parties, uh, they, uh, Ben and Sabrina were at the same location in the back of, I don't know whose place it was, but they were in the back, and they were social distance dancing on Darina's, uh dance party. So they at least were in the same vicinity and face-to-face with each other. Um, I'm kind of getting, and none of this is a knock on Ben. Just make that clear. I'm none of this is like a knock on Ben, but come on, dude. Um, <laughs> what's going on here? I just think maybe, maybe he's shy. I don't know. Perhaps that could be it. Uh, what do you think, John? What are your thoughts well, on all this? Is it real or is it fake, man?
2: I think it's real uh, because here's the thing. There was a, I'm going to go with the Jimmy Fallon thing, what happened with him, as an example, because he had a shot to be with uh, Tom Cruise's ex-wife.
0: Nicole Kidman, yep. yep.
2: Yeah, he had a chance to be with her, and he didn't even know that he had a chance to be with her, until she presented it to him one time on the air, and he's married now, and he, and so is she, but at that time, when they uh, when he was single and she was single she was flirting with him and everything and he didn't even see the sign at all yeah. and Nicole told him on the air when he's mar- as married and you know you had a shot with me he goes wait I had a shot to date Nicole Kidman he goes, <laughs> he goes what was wrong with me because goes, she goes I don't know I was giving you all the signs oh wow <laughs> and-
0: yeah, what- go ahead sorry
2: It's okay, But I think that also, too, I think it's also because I also have a hard time picking up on signs when a girl's into me or whatever. And so I'm thinking maybe he might have missed maybe certain signs or maybe he might have said something and blurred something out that he didn't mean to blur it out or something along those lines. Maybe something didn't happen with around that area, because I remember getting hit on by this one girl who worked at the gas station. And she came up to me and she said, I love the cologne that you wore. Is that, I said, thanks, it's DR Sauvage. And she goes, you know, <laughs> a girl loves it when a guy smells good and everything. It makes them feel comfortable around that person. I said, well, that's the point. And I walk out of the, sta- the gas station. I'm like, wait, that's the point? <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I, t- I definitely blew that because I'm like, great, now she thinks I'm an asshole. Well, no um, on, you,
1: you remember Kim, my wife. Yeah. Uh the second time that we met, she ended up getting her hair cut and I didn't realize it. And uh she went and said, Do you notice anything different about me? I said, No, not really. And then my <laughs> aunt went and slapped me across the back of the head like she was Gibbs and I was Denozo. She goes, You dumbass, she cut your ha- cut her hair for you." It's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, man, she she married you anyway, man, that's a, That's awesome.
1: Well, the first time that we met, uh, I had just woken up from an all-nighter playing Halo 2 uh, with my uncle. And I woke up, went and grabbed a glass of iced tea out of the fridge, and I went and said, Hi, my name's Chris, waved at her. I said, I don't talk much when I first wake up, and I drank my glass of iced tea, and that's the only thing I said to her.
0: That's the start of a love story right
1: there,
2: dude.
1: <laughs> <And she> made, <laughs> I like and that. I don't... <laughs> to, date, to date that, uh, she harassed me for over a week on MySpace, and then I finally broke down and answered back. That's pretty cool.
0: What's that? You just cut out, John.
2: That's okay. I said that's actually pretty cool that that's actually how that actually came together. Yeah. Yeah, I like that.
1: I I was basically the ben Goddard to the situation where I wasn't looking for anything it just kind of manifested. Yep. It will well, well uh,
0: maybe on the Sabrina one maybe I don't from from looking at it from the outside you at least it appeared that Sabrina was into him. Bonnie though she straight up dude she let him know she was down. And so that one, there's no way he missed. uh He missed uh the signal on that one,
1: dude. He flat out told. I him. thought Kate outed him and Sabrina. What's that? I thought Kate outed him and Sabrina on backstage like weeks ago. I thought she did too, but so then I don't know. I'm mean, and really, this is the
0: we're just. I love it. I just realized we're three guys and we're gossiping like fucking chicks, dude. I love it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh man, so good, so good.
2: This is great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but at least we're not getting as detailed. <laughs> you know what I mean? At least we're not getting as graphic or anything like that with certain things. So
0: I've I've gotten well, not about other people. I would never do that, but no, about myself same. and about in general scenarios with people who are imaginary. I get quite graphic, but um. Yeah, uh, but, I mean, you know, that's basically it there. Just, uh, uh, what the hell? Come on, Ben. Uh, You know, I mean, Kate's obviously married, so she's taken. Um, So, uh, I don't know, man. Christian's got to find another chick to be on the show sometimes, I guess.
1: Well, there's always Roxy for him. True, True. Mm. true.
2: I would like to actually see that play out.
1: That would be interesting.
0: She would fucking eat him alive, dude. I don't think she'd be able to make it.
2: I don't think so either, because here's the thing. I'm from Boston, and she's from Boston. We don't play when it comes down to certain things and everything. We put it right out there, and we don't care how it gets presented or anything. You know what I'm saying? Once it's out there, it's out there. You know, it's hard to keep up with us, basically. Yep. Yep. I
0: feel you. And, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know. I, I just, I just don't, I just don't get it, man. I just don't get. Which that's fine, dude. Ben, not picking on you, man. Even though you and I have a little bit of a, a, a little bit of a rocky past and and shit, that's cool. That's cool. We're good.
1: But come on, dude. Right. Bonnie and Sabrina. <laughs> hey, at least your rocky past with him isn't like it is with baby heel. Like it is with who? Baby heel. Uh, I'm sorry, Chris. Who did you say? I said at least that. Uh, your rocky past isn't like it is with Baby Heel. Did you say Hannah? No, heel. Baby Heel. Baby yeah. Heel. Yeah, okay, Baby Heel. Sorry, you cut out
0: there. Oh, yeah, dude, Baby Heel. Oh, uh, we'll get into his piss-poor manager, man, manager <laughs> skills later. What a fucking asshole manager, dude. And, uh, and, and I want to make that clear. I did not just call... Baby Heel Hannah, an asshole. I said, what an asshole manager. Meaning, <laughs> as far as a manager goes, he was a fucking dick, dude. That's the truth. I won't even sugarcoat that shit. But, yeah, Baby Heel, man, he just, come on, dude. Come on, get out of here, dude. He, no, uh-uh, it ain't happening. Nope, nope. Uh, Saul did two things in that match <laughs> against Baby Heel. Saul proved that he has a bright future in the inner geekdom and he proved that uh that baby heel is still a, a chump in the in the schmodown. uh he's nothing special nothing to write home about oh wow he now has a one and no record you've won one match dude congratulations to you baby heel but anyway uh that's it with the bonnie and sabrina stuff uh we'll, we'll lay off you now ben uh, <laughs> uh you know uh, uh, although i do want to say one more quick thing real quick dude his his fucking hair okay like he sit there on camera he wearing a fucking hat and throughout the entire show he'll he'll periodically take his hat off and slick his hair back and like fix his hair and shit and then put his fucking hat
2: back on <laughs> i knew that i knew people like that though that shit
0: oh that, <laughs> that shit just cracks me up so- so much, man. It's, it's just funny. It's like, dude, you're styling your shit and then you just covering it right back up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) See, I just thought that was a California thing, to be honest.
2: No, I've seen it down over here. I actually had friends that did that with their long hair and everything. They're going to slick their hair back. Yeah. They're going to hit slick their hair back and everything. Put a hat back on. I'm like, and then what's that guy's name that used to do that? I cannot believe it's not butter back in the nineties. Oh, Fabio. Fabio. Yeah, I'm like, Fabio. Yeah, I said Fabio. I said, are you going to stop doing that or what? Because, what do you, why are you calling me Fabio for? I said, because you're putting, uh, you're slicking your hair back. First, you shake it out like everybody's looking at you from a ad shampoo. And then after that, you're going on ahead and then you're slicking it back and putting your hat on. <laughs> I was like, I was like, can you I say conceal much? You.
0: That's great. That's great. But, uh, okay guys uh, <laughs> fucking Fabio I just picture this one <laughs> clip of him from the show uh, he did a little guest spot on Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous and they were down in the Caribbean or somewhere or Caribbean however you say it I don't know and uh, and he's just like the water is so blue and I'm just <laughs> I lost my shit dude it was just the greatest thing in the world Um, but uh we uh, what getting into some actual SE and live stuff, um, we had a big announcement this week, uh, the, and they tested a full crew format for Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, they found a way to get the Schmobot going. Uh, RB3 is engineer again. Uh, it, it's basically like it was before, except it's online now. Via the interwebs and video cameras that you hook up to your computer system and stuff like that. I played Oregon Trail when I was in uh, high school. That's how old I am. Oh wow. Um, Yeah. Uh, But uh, they're going to start this Monday. They're going to start running the full crew. Uh, So and and hopefully we'll get Winston back on again here soon. Uh, Really missed him this week. Yes, yes, that would be great, dude, he's, he's fucking hilarious, man, uh, such a solid guy, um, and I'm down for that, I'm down for that, Winston Marshall for uh, Hotel Nerd Podcast, um, well, what do you guys think about finally getting back to the old, old full crew format, I mean, it's been a long time, and I think it's been overdue, and I don't say that in a bitching way, I mean, I I'm not bitching about anything. Christian and uh, and Brett have been doing a great job, uh, given the circumstances. Well, but it, it'll be great to get back to the old way.
1: Well, for starters, I mean, kudos to Christian and Brett for carrying the show for as long as they've carried it. I mean, it's literally been on their shoulders. I mean, yeah. and now the movie news is starting to cook up and whatnot. And uh, the, I mean, I'm a fan of The Walking Dead, and we got word that The Walking Dead post-production – uh kicked back into gear uh last Friday which is
3: yay so yes. hopefully
1: the season 10 finale is right around the corner and now the rumor is that we're looking at uh the last day of Comic-Con at home that we might be getting a uh season 10 premiere of the finale so i'm really really crossing my fingers for that but with all that news coming out you kind of need to get more than just two perspectives now you it almost necessitates getting the entire crew back to get perspectives just from more than just two people. Yeah, for sure.
2: I agree with that as well, because of the fact that you need more than two perspectives. It actually helps lighten the whole entire thing up on everybody else's viewpoints. And I like hearing other people's viewpoints besides Brett and Christian, and I love what they've done with it up and everything, and I'm glad that the OG crew is back again to where we can actually have that fullness to that room, that atmosphere. And it just feels good to actually see their faces back on the camera again and have those perspectives back. And I love having Brett and uh, Christian back as well, holding down the fort. But it's just good to see Groka back. It's good to see RP3 back. It's good to see the crew back again.
1: And they, for sure, if they can get this off and run without any technical issues that Christian has been plagued with for the past two or three weeks, then maybe we can actually start getting guests. and we can uh yeah oh uh, he just discovered i think he said today he just discovered last night or the night before his wife's one friend uh voices my on the last airbender. Uh oh, from back oh on Nickelodeon and they never realized it and then it came up uh in conversation or something along them lines. He he was talking at length about it there for about the last half hour on the show because he didn't realize who Mai was and how big of a character Mai was. And if you're an Avatar The Last Airbender fan, you know Mai's a big character, season two, season three. So Yeah, that's pretty cool. Hopefully like we can get more we get the crew back, but also at the same token, we get guests, which is going to add to, um, to, uh, the gravitas. So I was trying to think of a word that Roka uses all the time. And that, I think that's something that's been missing a little bit from SEM live here the past three or four weeks. It's felt like it's been missing.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. Um, One thing it hasn't been missing is Kate's, uh, I don't know if it's an obsession yet, but a lot of of focus from her putting focus on her boobs the last couple weeks. It's been a little odd. Um, All I'm going to say about it, there's something going on there. I don't know if it's an obsession yet, but uh, there's something going on there. Oh, man. Uh, But, yeah, let's uh, uh, let's get into some of the topics here that they talked about this week and just throw out, you know, throw out our contribution to the discussion, uh, since we have a platform here where we can do so. Um, uh, yeah, they talked about best scores and soundtracks for movies. Um, which, I mean, music is highly important, obviously. Um, but I, I realized a trend with mine here, uh, Two of them are, were done by Trent Reznor, which Nine Inch Nails is my favorite band mm-hmm. of all time. So, uh, but yeah, the Natural Born Killer soundtrack, um, so much, it's literally like listening to the movie. Um, then of course, another Trent Reznor score would be the Social Network, Aaron Sorkin, uh, written movie. Very good movie. Um, I, uh, a couple more I'll throw out here before kicking it to you guys is uh, Kill Bill Volume 1 I listen to that a lot and uh, Dazed and Confused soundtrack I also like very much uh, but what do you guys like if if, if you're going to throw on a soundtrack or a score for a movie uh, what do you guys get into what's enjoyable John you want to take that one
1: first or you want me to
2: yeah I'll take that one Uh, for me I always go to Hans Zimmer for the Man of Steel opening score, and I know I'm copying Riley a little bit, but I have to agree with him. It actually has that Goosebumps kind of feel to it where it has that slow energy, and it just builds, and I really love that. And then I also like the Crow soundtrack, which is my first soundtrack I ever bought, just for the simple fact. get Professor Crow involved. (laughs) I liked it because of Nine Inch Nails. It got me into the whole grunge thing. It got me into the rock alternative world. So I appreciate that soundtrack a lot. Um, another thing I want to actually mention, too, is I also like the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo soundtrack, the United, the North American uh, soundtrack, because of Trent Rezzer actually put his fingerprints on that soundtrack. Because I'm a huge well, Nine I Inch Nails fan. didn't know that. Yep. Um matter of fact there's actually a- i want to say it's called the clock or time or something like that, but it uses the sound of the clock to actually do the score and I liked how they actually centered that around oh. that score and then uh another one i 'm gonna have to go with is the jaws uh soundtrack, which is the score soundtrack mm. to yes. jaws so those yes. are my picks.
1: John Williams is amazing.
2: He is. He's He's just phenomenal. Hands
1: down. Yeah, it's going to be a very sad day when he ends up leaving this planet.
2: Yeah.
1: But uh, can we go wrong with the 1984 classic Ghostbusters? Yes, we can. A lot of good songs on that, dude. Like, that, that whole... I can listen to that whole soundtrack and envision the movie. Mind you, you're also talking to somebody as a kid that burned up three VHS's worth of Ghostbusters 1984. So, <laughs> I, I pretty much know every single line from every character in that movie, from start to finish. But, um, if we go a little bit more modern, I didn't realize it until I, because I've been listening to the old Snowdowns, I didn't realize how much I liked Star Trek 2009 soundtrack. That mm. I actually, I thoroughly enjoy that soundtrack. When I never actually thought I'd ever hear myself say that out loud, that I like a Star Trek soundtrack, but I do. So... It is good. It is. Now, if you want to talk about Goosebumps, let's talk No Man's Land from Wonder Woman. I can just, I can hear that soundtrack and visualize that entire scene. And that still gives me Goosebumps to this day. And it still puts a, me in a depression slump, not knowing that we should have Wonder Woman eighty four right now.
0: Yep, this I, year got pretty pretty royally uh, screwed over for movie releases theatrically, at least.
1: Yeah, but God knows that the, even the coronavirus has to bow down to Nolan. Oh, I, I yeah, I I don't I don't. I
0: don't know. I don't have. I don't have many opinions on all that. stuff. Oh, I do. I I got uh, plenty
1: of opinions on that. I think it's fucking uh, retarded. That's all right. I don't use that word very often. That's all right. (laughs) That's
0: all right, man. (laughs) I, I, I just, I just, uh, I, I. Well, one of the reasons I don't, especially on the theater thing, is just because I've never frequented theaters very often personally uh just i on honestly cause of lack of money to to pay the ticket prices to be honest but oh I love a good yeah so that's something that i never i never bother, uh, that never bothered I love me. a good theater really experience
1: I, but I'll tell you right now I ain't running out to go see tenant nolan can kiss my ass you know what, I ain't man, going out to see it <laughs> I might go see it twice once for me and
0: once for you man just and and I'll make a video of my experience. And I will wear a mask, damn it. I might even, well no, I wouldn't wear gloves, but I might even wear a mask. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it, 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 craziness, craziness going on. Um, but yeah, I, I, I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait for uh, for being for being able to go back out into the theaters. I would assume next year is when is when it's going to be safer or whatever, or more acceptable, whatever you want to say. Next year is probably what we're looking at. Um, and I can't wait. And before we move on to the next topic here, uh, you would, uh, John, you'd brought up, um, Nine Inch Nails on the Crow soundtrack, uh, the song Dead Souls that's on there. Um, have you heard the original by Joy Division?
2: Yeah, I did. I heard, um, matter of fact, I didn't even know that was even a cover song up until someone told me on my movie page. I'm like, wait, you are serious. But like, yeah, that was a cover song that Nine Inch Nails did. I was like, okay, now I got to go on ahead and hear the original. So, I heard the original, yep. one, but
0: I, yeah, i like I like Joy Division. They had some good shit while they lasted.
1: You want to talk about yep. a good cover song um, who who uh who did um uh come together for Justice League that I thought was a really good cover uh, hold on hold one second or either just I just love how they were able to harmonize that. Uh, I'm gonna look this up real quick in a rock format. All right,
2: I'm gonna look this up real quick because I actually own the soundtrack. Uh, hell yeah! So I'm gonna look this up, and then after that, I'll go ahead and tell you what's going on with me real quick. It's by Gary Clark Jr. and Junkie XL for Come Together. Thank
1: you. Thank you.
2: You're welcome. But I'm um, I hate to do this to you guys, but I just got a a text from my job saying that. I got to go back to work real quick, so I'm not going to be able to continue on. I am sorry deeply for having to leave so early, so I'm just going to do my plugs real quick if that's okay.
0: Go for it, man, and don't feel bad at all. Uh, thank you for what you're doing out there. You're one of the uh, you're one of the essential workers, man. I appreciate it, but no, go ahead. Thank you.
2: I do appreciate that. So you guys can actually find me at Movie Loves Your Night, TV Loves Your Night on Facebook. You can find me at, on all uh social media media as well under john deogoria movie lovers unite even on instagram as well from movie lovers unite and that's gonna do it for me for right now but i, I hope that you guys and I'm, i just want to say thank you again man for having me i do appreciate this i know this was a long time coming and i can't wait to do this again with you
1: all right well hopefully Bye. everything goes all right with you john
2: Thanks, man. I do hope Good.
1: so. I know right. that you yeah. guys are having an issue there on the facilities, but I won't go into details about.
2: Exactly. It's just more stress added on from day to day. It's, it's the hospital world, and it's also this coronavirus thing. So hopefully this thing will be over with soon, but we're just going to have to yeah. wait and see. All right. Yep.
0: Yeah, thanks Later. for joining us, man. We'll have you on again, and uh, be safe out there. I sure will, man. Thank again. All right. No problem, bud. Later. All right. All right. Well, it's just us now, man. I think we're alone now. The beating of our heart is the only sound. Um, <laughs> I love 80s pop, dude. Um, moving right along here. Uh, the the one, uh, Next day they talked about, and we'll go through this through the days uh, that they talked about stuff. Uh, maybe, yeah, yeah, that's how I'm looking at it on my um this one i love uh because i love horror and as a kid like 5 years old um i, I this was when i lived down in texas north houston and i had like your little 12 inch black and white tv in my bedroom and i would sneak uh sneak out of bed in my bedroom of course but sneak out of bed and watch horror movies every friday and saturday night they would start at like midnight they would play double feature horror movies uh and and so they got into a discussion about about movies that scared us as kids um, I got a couple here for sure uh, and both of them left a uh, long lasting impact on how I live my life in a couple of ways and how I do things uh, to this day um, and both of them I saw when I was five years old so we're talking 36 years of my life uh, that these two movies fucked me up but before I uh, get into those what about you Chris um, what kind of what kind of movies as a kid, or what movie specifically scared you as a kid, and did it leave a long-lasting scar on you that you
1: bear to this day? Uh, I want to say either one of them are long-lasting, uh, but the first one was and it was actually on a fluke. I didn't actually watch the movie. Uh, I just was looking at probably about the same age bracket, five years older, so give or take. And I was just looking for something to watch, and somebody went and put a blank tape in uh, a a random movie case.
0: Oh, all right, all right. My mind was going to a very very deep and
1: dark and dirty gutter. (laughs) Well, I went and I put the blank tape in, you know, because as a five-year-old, you don't know no better. And I think it was, like, Who Framed Roger Rabbit as the movie case. It was something along them lines. So, okay,
0: this might be going where I thought it was. <laughs> so
1: I went and I popped the video in. And then we start going down a spiral staircase into a dungeon-type setting. And I was like, okay. Because like, at that point, I still liked my medieval stuff, and I still do to this day. It's Like, okay, I'm interested. Yeah, a little BDSM. I'm into it, and mate. then and you got me hooked. You come up on a casket, and then the casket opens. It's like okay, kind of King Arthurish mm-hmm. legend type scenario. I I watched Legend by that point, and uh, so I'm still into it. And then the damn Crip creeper pops out and does his creepy ass laugh. You want to oh. see a five year? You want to see a five year old run out of room? in record time. (laughs) That, that, that would do it. Okay. That was not
0: at all where my mind was. Um, I was thinking, and forgive me, uh, I don't know you very well. And I, I forgive me this, but the first I was thinking, you got to bear with me here, dude. My mind was in the right place. Given the, the knowledge that I had at the time, Um, a blank VHS tape in the who framed Roger rabbit case. (laughs) I was honestly thinking it was mom and dad home porn video, and that would scare the shit out of me, too. <laughs> I I honestly thought that's where we were going.
1: <laughs> the second one, the movie itself <laughs> didn't freak me out. I was actually kind of bored as hell watching it by... It was one of them. You either watch it because the adults are watching it, or go to bed type scenarios. So, you know, mm-hmm. as a kid, you, you're gonna watch it. But it was the Blair Witch Project. Oh wow! And I was like so over it halfway through, <laughs> and <laughs> then they got to the cabin. It's like okay, now I'm a little interested because now I'll work to where I wanted to be. I I want to see what this thing is or what this witch looks like thinking, Oh, we're going to see it. And then the basement that they showed, it is pretty much a dead replicant for the basement in my old house. Oh, wow. Like it looks the same. And then as a kid, I, uh, you know, I I was like preteen. At this point, let's see. No, I would have been, Blair Witch came out, what,
0: 99? Oh, I would say around 2000, maybe. Me and my friends went to see it in the theater, and we were at least 18 at the time, and I graduated in 98, so maybe 99 or 2000. Yeah, I would say it was
1: 99, 2000, so I was either 12 or 13 at the time. So at that point, you know, your imagination still kind of wanders a little bit. And you see something, and in your brain, yeah. you correlate it to what you know, which is my basement. And then, <laughs> like, in my head, is like people died in my basement. Something happened in my basement. So, yeah. And guess where I have to do laundry? In my basement. In the basement. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so every
1: time oh, I go down stupid. to the basement to do laundry, I ran back up steps. <laughs> because I didn't want to be the next person to die in my basement. But I slowly grew out of that, you know, once I came to realize I was being a total fucking dipwit. So, which I don't even know if that's a word, but you know (laughs) what? I just made it one. So, and in case you didn't hear it, right? I did say dipwit. D-I-P-W-I-T. So.
0: (laughs) I I have my own words I've made up too. So it's all all right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, uh the, the two that I've got listed that scarred me for life uh, and and I'll tell what they did to me. Um jaws, uh I was 5 and my mom and dad watched that with me. So that was quite interesting that they would show a 5-year-old that, but my folks were cool and they I mean they I don't know, it was just cool. I saw a lot of movies I probably shouldn't have seen and they didn't realize it till later on, but um <laughs> But And like I said, I grew up in North Houston, so you would go down to Galveston and and to the Gulf uh, quite a bit, you know. So when when I saw that movie, uh, I I am terrified of being in the fucking water. And I won't just say ocean, I'll say water. Like, I will get in the ocean. uh, I won't go far. um, But I will get out there, but I'm always scared shitless. Uh, but it, it made me scared, like, of, of lakes, like water, I, dark water, especially. I can't handle being in dark water. But, like, I don't like being in lakes. Um, I don't even like being in swimming pools by myself, dude. Uh, that shit just fucked me up. And then the other one was Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, obviously, this would be the original one. Um, when, uh, when Freddy brings his hand up to, to, grab the girl and take her down through the bathtub when she's in the bath. Ever since then, since five years old, when I saw that man, I, I will not take baths. I only take showers. You will not catch me sitting in a tub of fucking water. There's no way, dude. Yeah. Uh, those scarred me bad. Now, now, if you want to get into funny shit, like Bambi is the reason why I absolutely cannot stand Disney animated movies and shit like that. Fucking sucks, all of them. Other than the Robin Hood with the foxes, that's the greatest shit ever. Um, but yeah, Dumbo made me cry like a little bitch too. Uh, wow. Uh, but anyway, crying is a whole nother topic here in a minute. You want
1: to uh, know me- one that impacted me, but it impacted me in the funny way. And I and I actually caught this one late, Boondock Saints. Good movie. Boondock Saints caught me late, and it really caught me late to realize that it was Norman Reedus that was one of the stars <laughs> in the movie. And as a Walking Dead fan, I feel absolutely ashamed of. But hey, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, the scene in particular that gets me, and I laugh, and I I try so hard not to laugh before it happens because I know it's happening is when the cat gets shot off the table, and then the guy goes, is it dead? <laughs> like, <laughs> I I know it's coming, and I, I try to time it every time, and I end up cracking like five seconds before it happens every time.
0: It's great. I, I love moments like that in film and TV uh, and things that we've seen you know, at least once, and we know we're coming, but they stuck with us, and I just, I dig shit like that, man. That's great. And that is a good fucking movie, and I'm with you, dude. It was, I don't know how long it took you into Walking Dead to realize that was him, but uh, it it took me about season four, and I was like, dude, no way. I went back and rewatched Boondock Saints. Yeah, when he started growing his hair out on The Walking
1: Dead, It's it's when I drew the correlation, it's like, oh, that's you. Cool. <laughs> yep. Hell
0: yeah. Hell yeah. Um, and and dude, uh, speaking of television shows that are kind of creepy and shit, Walking Dead. Uh, uh, man, they they also they touched a little bit on uh, a movie that that we'd like to see made into a series. Um, which I've thought a lot about. Uh, but for some reason, when I was trying to think of uh, of a specific movie. I was drawing a blank, but then it came to me, House of Thousand Corpses, I think, could be really fucking cool if done correctly. Um, just to see many different stories of that family and how they they got to the point that they got to that we ended up seeing in film, I think that would be pretty interesting. I don't know how many seasons you could, uh, you could sustain uh, that type of a storyline and whatnot, but I think that'd be pretty interesting um is that something you've ever thought about uh movies that would make good series because i know snowpiercer they just started a series for that which i enjoy it's pretty damn good
1: i like it two two words harry potter i've heard that a lot each book, yeah i've heard that a lot each book it, be yep. one season that gives you seven seasons that ser that movie series needs the series treatment, and who better to do it than h b o being that they just launched max true true now, and you, it's how, complete so they won't have the issue that they had with Game of Thrones, yeah, yeah,
0: but how how successful well i don't not successful, I don't give a shit about success, I care about quality of the of the film, the performance production, all that stuff, but not success, that was the wrong word. But um, how well received do you think it could be given the extreme popularity of the movies? And basically, you know, uh, Emma Watson is, uh, she is Hermione. You know, Daniel Radcliffe, he is Harry
1: Potter in a way. Um, How do you think that would be perceived, though? Well, it's no different than Christopher Reeves being Superman and now you got uh, Henry Cavill. That Henry Cavill's our generation Superman there's a reason that people want him but back. I, I don't know. I I think I would argue that Harry Potter was far
0: more established as far as story, it was far more established in the and uh and more popular than the than the uh Christopher Reed band movie. I don't know, maybe it's you just go, me reading too much into it. I don't know.
1: If you put people up against the wall and you did a head count i would say your superman fans will probably double your harry potter fans you're going to have a lot of overlap but i still think superman wins out two to one i mean it's it's superman yeah yeah that would be an interesting poll
0: that i would like to see taken nationwide honestly i think that would be interesting uh just see the numbers on that. But I assume you've read the books, the Harry Potter books? I've read books? all the
1: books. I've watched okay. all the movies. Okay. Too many times to count. Yep. So
0: so for you, yeah, the yeah, I, 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 the series would probably work better for you and other folks who've and read And I'll go one step further
1: uh, and say so. that if you gave us a microphone, you gave us as a fan base a, a microphone, we would be just as strong of a fan base if not slightly stronger than the Snyder Cut fans were. I I honestly think that if given the proper – uh, have the proper person lead the charge and put a microphone up in front of the entire fan base, you would find that we're stronger in wanting a series than what I would even – I would say if we didn't beat the Snyder Cut fans, we would definitely rival them. Yeah,
0: it very well could be, man. Um I mean I know as an adult when the uh when uh, Deathly Hallows part 1 came out um uh my friends my friends got a sitter for their kids so that we adults could go see the movie in the theater so there's a lot of there there are a lot of fans for Harry Potter and it's a vast age range and even I can imagine still it's gaining new fans uh with each generation that's born it's just they're they're fun movies dude I just watched uh, I watched, well, it's actually funny. I watched the last uh, five of the movies, but I watched them in reverse order. I don't know why. I started with Deathly Hollows Part Two, then I watched Part One, and I went backwards. And the last one I just watched the other night was Goblet of Fire. I don't know why I did it that way, but I did.
1: <laughs> I've actually read the books backwards. I've done, and I did it on purpose. And actually, there's a lot of things that happen in Seven. That are callbacks all the way to the first chapter, or the first book, and you don't realize it. Like you read, you read the last book first, and you read the first book last, and you're like, "Oh, that's where that fits." It's like it's like putting a jigsaw puzzle together, but in a reverse order, and it's really an interesting way of doing things like that. If you have a franchise, and I, I recommend I it sounds weird saying this but i would recommend if you have a franchise like harry potter where the world's built so extravagantly and say what you will for what jk said recently ignore all that bullshit and just read the books and then do the reverse order you'll see that she she's a great world builder unfortunately her real life shenanigans make people forget about that, but her world building is second to none. Like she's like, I want to say she's George Lucas par world building, but she's very, very damn close. Right. Right.
0: On reading, but everyone who I know who has read the books just rave about how well they are and how detailed how, they are and how much was lost
1: in the Now, the worst book, in my opinion, is Prisoner of Azkaban, but it gave us the best character. Best character. Sirius Black. There's two of them. There's Sirius Black and there's Remus Lupin. You gave us those two mm-hmm. characters, but you also gave it to us in the worst book. See, that's where you would know more than me. Oh, uh, I, I like talk. short
0: articles, but, uh, but could, yeah, I'm not a big reader.
1: Yeah, I could talk Harry Potter at long length. I mean,. I was just on a couple weeks ago we recorded for Deathly Hollows Part One on Through the Port Key. I believe it was Sean was the one that hosts that one on yes. Merc with the Movie Blog. Yep. And um we that was a fun discussion. And I'm waiting with Baited Breath for that to go up. I'm actually waiting for Baited Breath for Order to Phoenix to go up. I don't know what's going on with the release schedule, but I've been waiting for that one to go up.
0: Yeah, I was on I think Chamber of secrets uh was was the one i was on a hell of a fun show and i like talking about harry potter but i come i come from it or i come at it from uh from a purely a fan point of view as far as movies a movie going point of view i should say um like i said i know nothing about the books um, so when I, you know, I hear a lot about it though, uh, about the books and whatnot, but I just don't like to read. So that is what it is.
1: Um, well, there's all uh, the audiobooks. If you want to go that route, you don't necessarily have to read them. You can listen to them. True. I've tried and I that, believe, that before. I believe Daniel Radcliffe's actually the one that's doing the read-alongs for him. Hmm. I don't know. I don't
0: know. I, I've seen the movies. I think that's good enough for me. <laughs> I'm telling you right now,
1: if you would at least listen and you could just let yourself indulge in it. You remember the Quidditch Cup scene from Goblet of Fire, right? Yes, that should have been so much longer. That, that should have been great. so much longer. And it, it's so much longer in the books. And it's so, so detailed. And the match itself is intense. Like, it's one of the most intense scenes, barring Harry and Voldemort meeting Literally face to face with him having his body for the first time in the graveyard at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Even that, that final task, uh, leading up to that event, that whole, there's a whole bit that's missing out of it. Like he doesn't talk to the Sphinx and have to solve a riddle. That whole maze is so intense. Those two scenes alone are so intense in the book. And, when they did those two scenes, like the when the Quidditch Cup abruptly cut after the opening ceremonies, it's like out loud, I said, "You got to be fucking kidding me!" Like they <laughs> they cut it out, and, and then they went. They did uh, they did the second task pretty well. There's a couple things I would have changed, and then the third task they did the Sphinx again. I said out loud, "You got to be fucking kidding me!" Like <laughs> there's so much more to this shit. And that's the reason why I say and I'll say it and this will be the hill I die on, Harry Potter needs the series treatment to get things like that.
0: I would definitely watch it, that's for sure. There's no doubt about that. Um I just yeah, yeah, I just I am not I just wasn't sure how popular it would be, but hearing you, someone who's read the books who is obviously into it more than I am, oh, at least, I'm uh, I'm you got me sold. I'm very you got me sold that it, it. could be popular. Yeah, I mean I'm down for it. Uh, I they probably won't. I would imagine, but if they ever did, that would be pretty sweet. Um, well, you got me sold. I'll never
1: say never in Hollywood, especially with new overheads at WB being in place. That's the reason that we're getting the Snyder mm-hmm. cut because the new overheads are thinking one, this is going to get us money. And it's a good way to launch the system or to sear uh, the service. And two, there's a reason people were asking for it, because that's yep. what they were yep. promised and they never got it. And really, you can the argument could be made the same for the Harry Potter movies: is we were promised things and they fell flat. There was there's quite a I can go on with moments, but I I'll be here for hours doing that. There are moments that <laughs> we should have got that we never did. That we did get, but they modified them. Um, there's characters that were never in the uh, in the films, uh, Peeves, and especially uh, during the battles at Hogwarts. And I say battles because remember, there's two of them. There's one in six and seven.
0: Well, uh, the only thing I the only thing I know uh, left to say about all that is that uh it's a, it's a damn shame that in the movies they cut out the Ron Hermione and uh Harry three-way sex scene uh that would have been pretty sweet obviously that would have been now we're not in, talking uh, fan the final here. i'm saying in the mo- no no this was in the book yeah from the book now how would you Oh know no, you no that was it, it. Never mind. That was the gangbang scene in it, that perverted motherfucker. Never mind. Uh wrong movie uh and book, guys. Um <laughs> but anyway, let us <laughs> quick move on from that. Um uh a couple other things here. Uh the, they talked about movies that made us cry, which as a man um I love crying from movies. Usually it's it's uh relationship type things. Relationships and people achieving their dreams or uh, achieving their goals, things like that. Those are the things that make me cry the most. But I uh, want to throw out a couple here for me. The first two that come to my mind, obviously, and it was brought up uh with Roka, uh, Field of Dreams. um, At the end there, hey, Dad, you want to have a catch? I lose it every single time. Um, another movie that I cry every time is In Jersey Girl, which is probably my favorite Kevin Smith movie and I think is – his most underrated movie. And I think it's just an underrated movie overall. Um, but uh when, when Ben gets, well, two parts to that break me every time. The one is when he's in the hallway of the hospital and he finds out that his wife died during childbirth. Um And he breaks down that breaks me every time. But the one that really gets me is uh, he and his daughter in the fight, the little, his little girl. And, uh, Um, you know, she's like, I hate you, and he just without skipping a beat, is like, I hate you too, you little shit. You and your mother took everything from me and I want it back. And that just and and just the look on her face is his daughter hearing that and the look on his face, instantly he realized what he'd said. You know, and and not only did he realized what he said and the impact on his daughter, but also the realization that there was some truth to that. And and how bad that hurt him. And I feel that every time. Um, what, what are what are a couple of scenes or movies that get you, man?
1: Honestly, I can't answer this one or else you're going to have me in a puddle uh, right That's here. That's fine. You don't spot. have to answer. But uh, my answers are in that uh, episode of uh, SCN Live. So I will say that much. I can, I can text it out, but I can't actually say it out loud. You're good, man. You're good. Um, yeah, th- those those get me
0: every time, though. The Field of Dreams and the Jersey Girl for sure. Um, it, it, old Yeller, of course, when he has to shoot Old Yeller. Uh, oh, not old, old, old Yeller at the end. That gets me every time. But I I only watch that movie twice in my life because it fucks me up. I Dogs is that's one of my things. Like, uh, you know, like. Uh, like Kate was saying, uh, dogs, I can't handle that man. Dog, well children, I, it's weird, and this doesn't mean I'm cold-hearted or anything, but like, I can handle a child dying on camera in a movie or show more than I can a dog. Uh, I, I just... I just fucking love dogs so much. Um, that and I, I've had a dog and I've never had children, but doesn't mean I don't love children, uh, any less or anything. Now, I, I, I'm talking myself into being an asshole here. I just realized, um, <laughs> but, um, but, but we got Father's Day coming up too. And, uh, we'll touch on this here before we do our promo break. And then we'll, we're going to talk some smowdown matches that drop this week. But yeah, movies, uh, movies. Watch with your dad or movies that specifically, uh, watched with our dads. You know, uh, it's, I, I should say it's funny, but, uh, it's not funny like haha funny, but, um, movies like action movies, Arnold movies and, and, uh, and Rocky and stuff like that. Those are not the kind of movies that I remember, uh, watching with my dad or anything. We just had different styles, but, uh, if I had two movies that I could watch with my dad for Father's Day, I think I would pick Dan- Dances with Wolves and, uh, any of the Indiana Jones movies, probably, uh, the Raiders them- of the Lost Ark or, uh, Crusade. I was going to say, but you want to make
1: them suffer through Crystal Skulls, would you?
0: No, there's no way. No way. <laughs> I don't want to suffer through that shit show, dude. No. No. Uh, um. But, yeah, uh, we went to the theater and saw Dances with Wolves, and we and we also went to the theater and saw The Last Crusade. But uh, the Dances with Wolves on the big screen, and especially the the scene where they come up over the hill, and it's just miles and miles of buffalo, so fucking amazing and beautiful on the big screen, man. So, so good.
1: Uh, if I had to pick one... I would definitely say Young Guns. I'm sorry, can you say that again? You cut out. Young Guns, that's the one I would pick. Young Guns, the ones I want to say today was Young Guns, Tombstone, and Revenge of the Sith. Young Guns, just because my dad and I both thoroughly enjoyed that movie together. Tombstone, because it's my favorite Western. Fight me, Roka. I dare you. Don't make me get Bespin after you. Um, <laughs> uh, and Revenge of the Sith, because it was the first Star Wars movie that he took me to theaters to see.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Hell yeah, and the best of the prequel, too. So, hell yeah. In my opinion, at least I should oh, say. Oh, you my ain't going to get an
1: argument from me. It's definitely the best prequel one. Now, where I will get probably in the mouth battles with people... uh just because of the love of fandom, not just because of me being an asshole is I still stand by last Jedi. It's the best one. Oh my gosh, you and Sean would
0: get along great talking about that.
1: My, my, then the reason I say that because it has my favorite line from, Which one is that? it's where Luke goes and he's training Ray. They're sitting, reaching out to the force and he goes, just breathe, breathe, just breathe. And then he's, says what do you feel and she goes and says Mm. (laughs) about the light and the dark and in between about the force like that whole scene in itself and it fits so well for today as a society is everybody just needs to like take a moment and just breathe and that some reason that line just resonates with me and if you have a moment in a film that can resonate and hit me square in my core. I'm going to say that's my favorite out of all of them.
0: Hey man, I'm not gonna argue with you, man. Film is subjective, and uh, I, I will say that there was there was a huge missed opportunity. My opinion is there was a huge missed opportunity in The Last Jedi, and that was not having Chewie eat that fucking porg. Mm-hmm. He'd already killed it. He'd already cooked the damn thing. He should have took a huge bite out of that motherfucker. That would have been amazing. The
1: other scene, and this just popped in my head, because I saw this meme uh, a couple days ago, actually, and it never dawned on me, but it, it's so true, is where Luke and Ben, Kylo, whatever you want to call him, uh, when they're facing off, they at the base, at the end of the film. And it says, one man stopped an entire army with pacifistic action. And it's the closest thing to Yoda's teachings that we've ever seen in any Star Wars movie. Because he does not strike out at, at Ben. Because one, he's not there. Spoiler alert. And two, yeah. <laughs> uh he didn't catch that by... The feet movements in the salt. Then I don't know what to tell you, uh, but uh, he is trying to talk sense into him at the same time while actively not striking and really actively not defending either. He's just dodging. Did I lose you there, Jay? Uh, you did cut out there for a second. I heard. I I heard the last
0: bit there without striking. And yeah.
1: yeah. All right. Sorry about that. These storms are getting closer. Uh, you're good, man. You're good.
0: Um, but actually, we are going to wrap up this first part here, uh, mainly because I really, really, really want to talk about sh- these showdown matches. Um, <laughs> uh, we're going to take a quick promo break, everybody, and we will be right back to uh, get into the showdown matches for Inner Geekdom and Star Wars Tournament.
3: Hey everybody, I'm Sean. You guys might know me on this feed from co and Beyond the Screen, but now, here at with Mo- the Movie Blog, we have started a brand new show exclusively for video games called Game Over Screen. So, join me every week with my co-hosts... Hey, how's it going? My name's Brendan. And I'm Tyler. Uh, ...as we talk about everything video game related, and when we, I guess, get to the Game Over Screen. I don't know, I don't have a good pun for that, but the joke is that we're gonna die a lot <laughs> in the game. Well, you might... Hey guys, Sean here. Be sure to check out the new podcast over here at Miracle Movie Blog, Beyond the Screen. Mike, Sarah, and I, every week, coming together, doing our own, little, our own little radio show, whatever you want to call it. Talking movie news, life, TV news, anything. Whatever comes up, that's what we're going to talk about. Every week, just come check it out. Where? Where? On the Miracle Movie Blog feed! Perfect! <laughs> Yay, okay, don't listen. Ready?
0: and we're back everybody be sure and check out those shows from work with a movie blog lots of good shit going on over here um uh, but yeah it's schmodown talk time guys it's schmodown talk time uh which is quickly becoming my favorite part of this show actually uh and thank fuck that they talk about schmodown at least a little bit on Sen live because that then opens the door very wide for me to run right through it uh, but obviously we've got the Intergeekdom tournaments and the Star Wars tournaments going on right now. The first match that dropped this week was Intergeekdom match with Alex Damon from the Rockstars versus Jen Kemp from Usual Suspects. Uh, that one ended up coming out with an Alex Damon win, which, uh, I didn't, this being, uh, this being Intergeekdom and not Star Wars division, I don't think I had, uh, Alex locked in. Um, I think I was swaying more toward him only because we're more a- aware of what he can do in the schmodown and he had played one intergeek to match before. Um, Kemp, she did a great job. Uh, she really did and looking forward to seeing her in the future also. Um, but yeah, what, what did you think about this match and how did it, uh, how did it affect your? Bracket, if at all. Did you have Damon over Kemp on That's this? That's
1: actually what I'm looking at right now. I wanted to see if I did or not. Uh yeah, I did. I called that one. Unfortunately, you got me still or no? Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, okay. Yeah, uh so yeah, you had Damon over Kemp. Yeah. There, so you're looking pretty good on yeah, that. Yeah, Damon front. Damon won that one like I thought. Unfortunately, baby heel killed my bracket. Baby heel, yeah, fucking fucked my bracket up too. Um, I think I think the and, w- Greg Alba Warfather match killed my bracket before that, if I remember correctly. Wasn't it yeah, Alba I that had, came out on that one too? I had Warfather in
0: that match too, so yeah, I was I was busted on that yeah, one. Yeah, so well. I
1: was busted right out of the gate, unfortunately. And and you know, this is the
0: only time I'm going to say this, and I'm going to. Br- uh, I'm gonna break the, the whole smow down having fun beef uh thing here real quick just for this one statement. Um I'm not a douchebag, I'm not an asshole, and I know fun is fun and 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 serious is serious and on a serious note. Um He won that match and I honestly, I honestly did not think he would. Um but he did, and that's that's that. I mean a win is a win. It was close. Uh, Saul had a great outing. He showed what he's what he's got and what he's going to bring in the future. Uh, but hey, man, baby he'll won. Congratulations! You told me to fucking say that. Uh, anyway. <laughs> oh, my Star Wars
1: uh, bracket's really busted, by
0: the way. Yeah, yeah, mine. Yeah, that mine blew up yesterday, real bad. Um, yeah, the Rockstars, man. Uh, and she being Roxy, uh, she's doing a great job this season. Um, I've been surprised, uh, the last couple weeks from usual suspects. Uh, I don't know. For some reason, I didn't expect as much out of that faction as, uh, as others did maybe or others saw. I don't know. Um, but I mean, it, all of these managers have proven to me this season so far. That I underestimated every single one of them in some way, on some level. It's just, it's, it, and these tournaments are so much fucking fun to watch. Um, and, you know, Star Wars, that was, uh, that was here Wednesday live on Twitch. And, uh, yeah, Napsok, I had Napsok, uh, from Bur- Burning Druids taking, uh, Cabrera from Swag. Drip, drip, baby. Uh, but, I mean, it's Ken Napsok. And, it's one of those where you're not going to bet, uh, you know, you're not going to bet against Napsok uh, if you're putting money on it, you know. And that's how I look at these matches. If I'm going to put money on it, I have to put money on these. Who am I going to take? But I also made this um, bracket
1: in shocking. mind. You're talking about Napsok. I, I also made this bracket in mind with having Robert Meyer Burnett still in the picture. Instead, I think Napsok has mm. led to a loss because of Baby Heel. Yeah, I don't, you know, I will say one thing.
0: Um, I, I understand baby heel keeping up with his, uh, with his character work the way he did and burning the whole league down and everything. But I do, I do think that it was, it was unfair to Ken the way he handled it and the way he, he was shit talking Ken during the fucking match. Yeah. And and I, exactly. dogging on him, and that was not cool. It really was not
1: cool, and it, it didn't help, that's for sure. That's why I said I think he led him to a loss, because I think he got in Ken's head. Yeah. It, 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 I, that I would
0: look at as that was beyond character work, in my opinion. That was, that was some, some fuckery there. That was some kind of slightly asshole fuckery, in my opinion. I did not like that at all, and I feel bad for Ken. Uh, that could not, like you said, that could not have put him in a good headspace at all.
1: Now, honestly, if you go and say, well, who would you have replaced? I mean, I know we're off topic here because you were talking them first, but if being that we're talking about right now, if you would have anybody replace Robert, I would say let Ken replace him. Ken has the experience of being a manager before, if I recall correctly, and that's coming from a rookie for being a fan. I I've heard that Ken was a manager or was in line to be a manager, one or the other. Either or he's been there forever. Why not let him be manager?
0: So well, I I kind of was thinking during this match if maybe they don't uh this opportunity. Well, it's not an I shouldn't I shouldn't describe Ken's loss as an opportunity, but make an opportunity of it. By having Ken retire and step up as the manager of the Burning Druids. Yeah. Why not? Because it, it, it honestly to me, Ken talking after the match to me, that came off like a
1: retirement speech. Yeah. I mean, I, I could see that. Uh, that's why it even more firmly puts me in the headspace of like Ken, let Ken run the show. I think he can run a very tight ship. And honestly, I think he could give um the exchange a hell of a run for their money if he gets everything up and running properly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um Yeah, but why don't you run me through your uh through your bracket real quick?
1: Uh which one and, do you want? Uh, do you let want me Star know Wars what, what you're looking at so far. Uh
0: let let's jump let's jump back to Inter first and then we'll come to Star Wars and then we'll touch
1: on the uh on the last one. Alright. Uh so, we've already established that my bracket broke with the Alba Warfather match. Uh, Hannah ended up breaking it again. I, I called Damon. I'm kind of behind a little bit here on Inner Geekdom at the moment because the way my work, the chaos that I have at work at the moment. Uh, trying to remember, is there any other matches that I'm missing off the top of my head? Goddard. This week? This week, no, the only matches
0: this week were the uh, Alex Day- Damon versus uh, Kemp, uh, the Knapsack versus Cabrera, and then today, the Janine the Machine versus
1: Humphrey. I had Janine winning that one, honestly. Yeah, I did too. So, yeah, it broke again there. Yep. Um,
0: I had Janine over Humphrey as well. Uh, uh, so that busted me out. Um and and, and Janine has got a lot of potential, and I say that because she she her character work already is great. She's got her character work down. Um, just I don't know what it is. There's just something, even if it's just this season or at the moment. There's just something lacking, uh, in her her uh playing in her actual playing in the matches. I'm not sure what it is. Um. But I just, I've got all the confidence in the world in her that she, uh, she can kick some ass in the schmodown. I just, it's, I, it's taken her a little bit maybe to, uh, to find her, uh, her rhythm and her stride perhaps. But I, I'm, I wouldn't count this loss as counting her out in the future at all personally. Honestly, she,
1: I'm happy that John, uh, she's
0: got a bright future too.
1: Honestly, I'm happy that John won because that's Coy's team and that's my team. So, yeah. and, I didn't want to go against him in the bracket, but for everything, I never heard anybody talking about him. I heard a lot of people talking about Janine, but not a lot of people talking about him. So I was going with what I heard people saying, not that that was influencing me, but, I mean, you get talked highly for a reason. It's just not – you don't go onto the football field or onto the baseball field and – just come out and be like, oh, here's so-and-so, but then you have somebody like a Tom Brady or a Cal Ripken come out on the field, and the attitude is hyped up for a reason. Yeah. So between those two, the one was a rookie. The other one, for lack of better analogy, was either the Cal Ripken or the Tom Brady in that scenario, and the Tom Brady or the Cal Ripken happened to be Janine. That's why I went that way. Yeah, yeah, uh, solid thinking. And also, I hadn't,
0: I also hadn't taken into consideration, uh, the, the stellar match that Real Rejects played there in their last team's match. It was so fucking good. Uh, and, a complete change this season from how they've looked in the past. Uh, been really impressed with the Real Rejects, and I'd forgotten completely that, that, uh, Humphrey was a part of the Real Rejects. Uh, if I'd remembered that, I maybe, I definitely would have taken uh, that into account more. I still think I would have fallen on the side with Janine. Um, and a lot of the reason I think I really wanted Janine to win was because of all the undeserved bullshit she got, uh, when, when Sam, uh, stuck her managing when he was not showing up to matches and stuff as manager. And that's not a knock on him. I know he's busy, but I mean, this is a sport now and you know, it's a sport, dude. It needs to be conducted as such, not only with the rules and the gameplay, but if you're a manager, then you need to be a manager and you need to be there. And, uh, and I just, I hope that when they get back to the studio tapings and stuff like that, live events, that, uh, Sam will, will make a bigger presence, if oh, not a full time presence. Did you notice? Depending on
1: his schedule. Did you notice a change that happened this week? No, oh, what changed that? They put a time clock up.
0: Oh, oh, yeah, I did notice that. Yes, I did. Yeah, that'll help out a lot. Um, but the clock seemed like it was counting yeah. extremely fast. Yeah, it does. Um, but at least maybe now we'll get more consistency on if people got the answer in time right. or not, because there's been a lot of – I'll just say there's been some, some bullshit uh, – calls on whether or not people got it in time or not. They've not been consistent.
1: Well, last week when Alex was on uh, Hotel Nerd, uh, we were talking. And when I say Alex, I'm talking about Roka's co-hosts for his morning show. Um, Yes, the real Alex Mack. But uh, we were talking about it there. And I went and I actually brought you up. And I said, if I am understanding your argument, it's that we should have a time clock so that way we as the viewers can see it and the competitors can see it. And I also went and I said that if I was speaking out of turn, and again, here, if I'm speaking out of turn, correct me. But that was the gist I felt that you were going with was kind of trying to have a shot clock type deal. And that's pretty much what we got this week. But my problem with it was, is the clock felt like it was counting extremely fast, but Christian's count was extremely dead on. Right, right. So I don't know if that was the intent to basically kind of make Christian's count more steady or if that's just kind of how it played out. And the fast count was just, purely by accident, which I'm assuming that it was. But it's the idea that that shows you, even though he doesn't like the idea of having a shot clock up, he's even come right out and said it on SEN Live, because I actually asked him on SEN Live, uh, I think it was last week even, that he's listening. And evidently it's more than just you and me saying it. Yeah, uh I I personally like
0: the addition of the shot clock as you would put it. Um I mean, there needs to be a countdown because they've got a time limit and I think that we as fans need to see it. Uh transparency is always the best in my opinion, especially in sports. Um but yeah, that that's what we got this week guys for the the Inner Geekdom and the Star Wars matches. Um Janine uh she she had a couple of good shots there and and she she didn't get her ass kicked at all. Uh, just couldn't quite pull it out for the usual suspects. Humphrey bringing up the win for the murky, uh, quirky mercs, I should say. Uh, but yeah, and next week we're going to have more matches to talk about, and SCN Live will have the full crew, so this next week here on SE and Afterlife, I don't know who will be on with me. We'll sort that shit out later. Actually, I do know. Ha ha, I do know. Schmoes of the North will be on with me next week. Yes, that is right. Uh But but Hotel Nerd, thank you so much for being with us this week. Uh, why don't you go ahead and tell folks where they can find you on the social media and YouTube?
1: Yeah, um, social media, you can find me on Twitter at hotel underscore nerd 86. Uh, Facebook, just look up Hotel Nerd and you'll find both my Facebook page and group, uh, that John is a, uh, administrator on both as well as I am. Uh, YouTube, you can find us at the Hotel Nerd Network. Uh, we can also be found, uh, in audio format, uh, the following providers, uh, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Breaker, Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocket cast, radio public, pod chaser, and iHeartRadio. Uh
0: be sure to check out uh Hotel Nerd Podcast and all that guys. Uh uh Chris and John are solid guys. I like them a lot. They're a lot of fun. They've they've uh, been gracious and had me on their show their hotel nerd podcast a couple times now. Uh a lot of fun. Uh and it's a lot of fun to watch too, especially last week's episode with uh real Alex Mack was a lot of fun. And yes, it felt like it could have gone on forever but uh, if you guys want to find me you can do so on Twitter at j 1134 or that is the letter j w a d e 1134 uh we also have this show here SE and Afterlife on YouTube uh just type in SE and Afterlife it's its own channel um and uh also you can find on Twitter movie blog Merc is where you would find Merck with a movie blog and uh go to Merc with the movie blog on your podcasting platforms and you will find many shows there. We got Talking Schmodown that, uh, our owner, Josh the Merc Rainer does. Uh, we got Through the Port Key, which is a Harry Potter show will be doing Mandalorian reviews here once it starts up again. Uh, I am co-host on a Bachelor show. So we got a lot of different stuff here with, there's a, there's a new gaming show that I look over in the other recording studio and Sean and his fellow cohorts are over there recording that show right now, Game Over Stream. So uh, lots of stuff going on here, expanding a little bit into us, a little bit other than movies. and. TV. But uh thank you guys for joining us this week. Thank you, Chris, uh from Hotel Nerd Podcast, a.k.a. Hotel Nerd is what you guys know him by. Thank you for joining us, man. It's been a
1: lot of fun. Yeah, not a problem. Sorry about the technical staff who's on my end due to the weather, but you can't help Mother Nature. When she wants to roar, she's going to roar. Yep, not
0: a problem, man. It completely understandable and just – just happy that we finally were able to have you back on, and we will have you on again in the future. So uh, everybody uh, look out for Hotel Nerd Podcast and uh, check out all the shows here on Merc with a Movie Blog. But uh, until next week, guys, be safe out one there.
1: One other thing I wanted to throw in there, not to cut you off. I just happen to remember it. Uh, we normally air Saturday nights at 9.30. This week we cannot air Saturday night at 9.30 due to my work schedule. So we are actually going to be airing a special Father's Day episode uh, Sunday night at 9:30 Eastern. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, thanks for letting it, letting us know that. Uh,
0: you'd let me know before the show that that was going to happen. Uh, I completely forgot talking about all the uh, movies and schmoe down and uh, Ben dropping the ball with two lovely ladies. Yeah, so did I. Ben- I forgot
1: too. It's my show, and I forgot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But, yeah, guys, uh, that's going to do it for us. And and I will say one more time, come on, Ben. Damn it. Come on, dude. Come on, Bonnie and Sabrina. Come on, Ben. Get your shit together, buddy. Get your shit together. And stop fucking with your hair when you're going to put your hat right back on. Ah, we are out, guys. Have a good night. Bye.